Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. Good morning. How great it is to be in the house of the Lord, and we're glad you are here to worship today. I want to invite everyone to take their bulletin, and if you would, go ahead and tear off that tab. We want to welcome any of our guests and visitors with us today, and on the side that says welcome, we would invite you to fill that out and drop it off in the offering plate so we can uh, reach out to you, get to know you, have a conversation with you, um, all those kind of things. So please fill that out and drop that off in the offering plate on the back side as a prayer request form. We'd invite anyone to just fill that out that has a prayer need or knows of anyone who has a prayer need. You may also use either side of that as a care slip. If um, you would prefer to look in front of you to see if there's a care slip to turn into our care ministry, we would like to know if there are other opportunities of service to those in our community and in our church family. We want to be able to um, be of service to them and minister to them. So please let us know about that. We can't do that without it. So please take note of that. I want to invite you to look at your bulletin, just at some things that are going on this week. Notice the um, announcement about the flower arrangement that is very beautiful in our sanctuary today. Also, the prayer thought for the week to pray for our country. And on the back side, if you would, opportunities of the week. There are several things that are going on. Uh, please make note that the care team will meet Wednesday evening at 5.30. That is Team A. And then prayer meeting will be at 645 in the Lighthouse Room and no sanctuary choir practice this Wednesday evening. So that is our Wednesday lineup. I want to draw your attention to the bottom of the back of the bulletin. This is an important announcement for our August the 30th music um, program. We need some folks who would be willing to step up and participate in that program. So we would ask you to consider being a part of, well, it says it's a variety show, so not just music, any of the talents that you would like to share with the church. We would like to, that to be a great time of fellowship. Now, I was told that if you know of someone that you would like to put on that list that has a special talent, sign them up. I told them I didn't necessarily agree with volunteering folks that way. So what I'm going to say is if you know someone who has a special talent, I would encourage you to encourage them to sign up. Let them know you want to see them do whatever their talent is. So uh, please take note of that. I'm going to recognize Cedric this morning as we continue in worship as he brings our um, mission moment. Good morning. Um, once again, I just want to thank you all for participating with me in this ministry that the Lord placed upon my heart in praying for the nations. Um, and I saw in the bulletin today of the prayer thought of the week being praying for America. And I would like to extend that of being the nation that we pray for this month. So I ask you all to please join me now in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord God, along with lifting up the nations that we have been presented these past couple of months, we, we lift up the nation of America, Lord, to you, Lord. I also want to say, Lord God, that it is easy for us to be blinded by the other issues that's going on due to the fact that of certain things that the media wants to emphasize on. But today, Lord God, I want to lift up some of the things that's been going on in this country day by day that's also relevant in other countries as well. I want to first, Lord God, to lift up 
to you, Lord God, the poor and needy who fills our streets. I want to lift up to you, Lord God, the, the women and children who are beaten every day in abusive homes, Lord God Almighty. I want to lift up to you today, Lord God, the drug addicts and the alcoholics who struggle all the time to overcome, overcome these major, major drawbacks and issues, Lord God, that's in their lives, Lord. I want to lift up, Lord God, the men and women and children who are forced in the industry of sex, Lord God Almighty. I want to lift up to you, Lord God Almighty, those who are oppressed, not just racially, Lord God, but those who are oppressed economically, Lord, and those who are oppressed, or oppressed religiously, Lord God, in this country, Lord. I want to lift up, Lord God, both the older and younger generations, Lord, who are struggling with so many things that's going on in their lives, Lord God Almighty. Those who are confused and those who are deep in sorrow and hurt and pain, Lord God Almighty. I want to lift up to those who are struggling with the thought of suicide, Lord, who are either forced to think that the only way out is to kill themselves because of those who are being oppressed in school, those who are being oppressed in the workplace, those who are being oppressed in the church, those who are being oppressed outside the church, Lord God Almighty. I lift them up to you, Lord. For it's easy for us, Lord God, to forget these issues that are going on day by day, Lord God, and just focus on those that the media wants us to focus on. So I lift all these up to you, Lord God Almighty. And us as a congregation, us as brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, as a family, we lift these issues up to you, Lord God. In your name, Lord, we do praise. Amen. Thank you all. Take your hymnals, please, and turn to number 604 as we sing about how we need to be committed to the Lord in every way, in our service, in our worship, in every part of our lives. And this uh, encourages us to do just that. On the last stanza, would you please sing unison? The melody. 604, let's stand, please.
I need two volunteers. Uh, I'm going to use you two, okay? Just really quick. Um, I promise you this is clean. This is a little bandana here I'm going to use to blindfold Grady a little bit. Don't cheat. All right, and here's what I want you to do. Can you see? No. Can, can you see? No. Honestly? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, I need you to... Actually, I am going to use you. Okay? Would you go stand right out past Cedric right there? Just walk down the aisle right there real quick. Right there. Whoa. Kind of step to the middle. There we go. All right. Can you see anything? No. Okay. I need you to get him past your sister and around and back to here. All right? Go. Don't touch him. You're going the wrong way, Grady. Where? <laughs> Keep going. Grady, you're going the wrong way. No, you're not. Stop, Grady. You're going the wrong way. Stop, Grady. That's not right. Come this way. The other way. Don't go that way. Turn around. Come back this way. Come to me. Come this way. Come this way. That's not right. Wait a minute. Whoa, hold on. All right, good. I think we've illustrated my point. Um, good job, by the way. Um, you know, you, you, had a, you had a tough task, didn't you? Um, because it, it, was, it was hard for you to listen to her because of what? Yeah, because, because I was louder. You know, I can use that as a good illustration as the fact that, that my voice was louder, but you were needing to follow her voice. But it's like, who do I listen to? Which way do I go? And y'all can sit down right quick. Um, I, I think a lot of times... That's the way life is. There are a lot of voices, a lot of people telling you which way to go. And you come here to church and we tell you to listen to God, don't we? Well, how do we hear God? How do we hear God? That's a tough question, isn't it? It really is. Uh, if you were in Sunday school this morning, you know, you, you talked about um, Hannah praying to, to God and God gives her a son named who? Samuel. Good. You for listening. Good job. Uh, named Samuel. And, and what you'll find in Samuel's life is when he goes to, to stay with Eli the priest, he hears God's voice uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 3. 
He hears God's voice, but he, he is really unsure about whose voice it is. So he goes to Eli three different times. Did you call me? Eli says. And he's like, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And so eventually Samuel realizes that it is God who is talking to him. Um, I'm just going to tell you that I believe God does speak. And God speaks through His Word. God speaks to you through your parents. God speaks to you through other um, followers of Christ. But this is the tough thing for you. Is I can't sit here and, or stand here and tell you that this is what God will say to you. You've got to be able to pick out God's voice. All right? And that's going to take some time. It's going to take you and God spending time together. Because everybody in this room who is a Christ follower, we're all listening for God. And we're all talking to God. But if we don't spend time talking to God, if we don't spend time reading God's Word, then it's going to be hard for us to hear God, isn't it? Because I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of different voices that are going to be telling you what you need to do. But you've got to be able to pick out God's. And I think that you will know when God speaks to you. Just like Samuel knew when God spoke to him. And then here's the other thing we've got to do in faith is follow God's voice. You know, Grady, you, you eventually just had to trust her, didn't you? You eventually just had to block me out altogether and trust what she was telling you was right. And that's what you're going to have to do in faith with God's voice, is trust God. Follow God's voice in faith that He is leading you where you need to go and doing in you what He wants to do in your life. So that's my prayer for you, and that's my prayer for all of us, is that we hear God's voice, and when we hear God's voice, we obey God's voice, and we do what God leads us to do in faith. Let's pray. God, help us to hear Your voice. Help us to know that it's You, and give us the ability in faith to follow You. I pray that for the parents of these kids, and I pray that for these kids, that we would be able to hear you and follow you. God, I thank you so much that you do speak to us. That you didn't just leave us all alone to fend for ourselves and try to figure this out on our own. But God, you promised to walk with us just as you walked with those who are before us. You are with us today. So help us to hear you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For our next songs, you will need a bulletin because the words are in there. We're going to be singing Ancient Words and Thy Word back-to-back. Uh, -back. Uh, both of these are about Scripture. And Wesley was talking about hearing different voices. And if our voices that we're hearing go contrary to Scripture, then we know we're not hearing uh, correctly. 
And that's what this is all about. Let's stand as we sing. I'm going to sing it through the first time through and let you join me the second time.
Good morning. It's good to see you here this July 4th weekend. I do see that we have a few out of town, but if you are in town, uh, maybe visiting family and aren't normally a part of our services here, we welcome you here today to worship at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Before I pray, I would like to continue uh, on behalf of the church to extend sympathy to the Green family and the passing of Ruth Green this last week. Please know that you will continue to be in our thoughts and prayers. Also, before we pray, uh, continue to be, as always, in prayer for our country as we go through different changes and different uh, uh, threats to our security from time to time. And uh, actually, all I guess around the clock, but uh, be in prayer not only for the safety of our country, but for our leaders as well as they make decisions. But uh, will you join me now in a word of prayer this morning? Father, we have so much to be thankful for this morning. And Lord, we pause for just a moment in this service to say thanks. We're thankful for your unconditional love. We're thankful for your grace, for your mercy. We're thankful, Lord, that you continue to look our way when we look ways that aren't in your direction. We're thankful, Lord, that you can take us out of the miry pit, that you can lift our head, that you can restore us, you can renew us, and you can remind us that we are your children. So, Father, today we come as your children, acknowledging that we simply don't know everything about what it means to follow you and what it means to love you and worship, worship you and live for you. So, Lord, teach us today. Lord, help us to apply wisdom and understanding and knowledge to our hearts and to our minds. Draw us close to you today. Father, you tell us in your word that if we will draw close to you, that you will draw close to us. So, Father, today we draw close to you. Lord, forgive us for when we go our own way and think that we know better. Lord, we often find out the hard way that your way is best. And so, Father, remind us of that today. Give us the wisdom to walk in your paths and to understand that simple truth. Lord, we ask that you would give us a few friends who understand and remain our friends. A work to do which has real value, without which the world would be the poorer. A mind unafraid to travel, even though the trail be not blazed. Give us an understanding heart, a sense of humor. Give us a time for quiet, silent meditation, a feeling of the presence of God. The patience to wait for the coming of these things with the wisdom to recognize them when they come. In Jesus' name, amen. Listening to the voice of God is just like sheep listening to their shepherd. Turn, if you would, please, to number 62 in your hymnal as we sing about the Lord being our shepherd and how he guides us. Number 62. Let's stand, please.
God guide our hearts as we give. God, we pray that it would be worthy in your sight. May we realize that all things come from you. And we acknowledge what a great and mighty and wonderful God you are. And we are so very thankful for all the ways that you have blessed us. But may we always look to you, our provider, and look to you for opportunities, not just to give of our money, but to give of our time and of ourselves to invest in others. May we always think of others first. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we're emphasizing listening to the Lord this morning, perhaps you are sitting there and you're saying, I, I want to be listening to the Lord. This song that the choir is going to sing, perhaps this is you. Father, I am weary. I am pleading for your mercy. I am waiting for your answer. And I'm struggling with surrender. But I'm trusting 
that though the darkness surrounds me, that this is the day the Lord has made, and I will trust and follow you.
what a privilege it is and will continue to be to sit where I sit and have the choir as beautiful as they sing with their angelic voices lead us in to worship and lead us into the reading, the hearing, and hopefully the heeding of God's Word. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want to invite you and encourage you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 8. I haven't said yet, but I want to say this morning that um, if you don't have a regular habit of bringing your Bible with you to church, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, whether that is a paper copy of the Bible, or as some of you now use a tablet or a phone to access your scripture, uh, I occasionally do that as well. And so whatever form of a Bible that may be, I would encourage you to, to have that. Uh, it has always been helpful to me. It's, it's one thing even for those who are very familiar with the scripture, uh, but it's, it's something to have, you know, whether it's your notes or maybe you have a way of, of typing in notes as you read it from your tablet or your phone, but uh, it's encouraging, it's, it's helpful to, to write those notes down uh, however appropriate for you to do so as the Lord speaks to you as we read and, and hear from, from Him. Before we read this morning, I want to say, encourage you to be here this next Sunday. We'll be honoring Paul for his work with us over these last I was going to say a few months, but I think it's been three years, give or take some there. So I encourage you to be here. I know you will want to express your kindness and words of thanks and appreciation to him. And also next Sunday, we'll be beginning a new sermon series on hospitality. Um, you guys, like I said in my encounter article this week, have certainly uh, shown uh, just a great uh, uh, path of hospitality toward our family, and we are certainly grateful for that. And we're going to talk about what that looks like as a church, what that looks like in regards to how we welcome and how we relate with one another and with new faces as well. And I am really excited about this. And when you start looking at hospitality and welcoming, you know, you um, it it cuts deep. I mean, it, it, it can really, it's more than you just think, okay, the pastor's going to talk a little bit about how we welcome people. Well, yes, uh, but there's a lot that goes into that. We'll be looking at a, a graceful welcome, a humble welcome, an authentic and a genuine welcome, and some more that I hadn't quite decided yet. Um, but uh, you come this next Sunday, we're going to begin with a graceful welcome. What does that look like to extend a graceful welcome uh, to one another that we sit on the pew with, but also to new faces that may be different from you or I. And what does that mean to extend that graceful welcome? So I encourage you to be here. Also, before we read uh, Proverbs this morning, this is one of the most quoted books of the Bible. It may be, I don't know what kind of radio stations you listen to, but I flip through a lot of different stations. And I will occasionally hear, you know, we hear it from the Christian stations, but, but if, if there are radio stations or if there are announcers or different people in our community, uh, whether they are people, deep people of faith or not, or deep faith, if they quote scripture, they will often quote Proverbs. Solomon is believed to have written over 3,000 Proverbs, many of which are in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and other places in the scripture. But um, Proverbs is one of the most quoted scriptures or quoted books in the scripture. And I want to encourage you to do something. I'm going to begin something. This week I was convicted as I was reading through Proverbs and then just talking to Renee about it is what I was reading and talking to some others about it. I was convicted. One of the things that I want to begin to do is begin to read Proverbs a chapter a day. You know, the book has 31 chapters and most months, you know, give or take, however that falls with the 30, 31 days, you can uh, read a chapter of Proverbs a day. I was listening to a preacher this week who was speaking of a gentleman in his church that he knows that does this, and he does it every month, and he's done it for years. 
And he said he notices in this man the increase of wisdom year after year. And you know, I thought about that. I don't know if I'll do it for a whole year or not, but I'm going to begin this next week reading a chapter of Proverbs a day. And I don't know where you are in your personal time of devotion, but if you would like to join me in that, I would invite you to do so. Or maybe you should need a fresh way to encounter God with your devotion time. Uh, I would like to ask that you consider that path and join, that with, join uh, with me in reading a chapter of Proverbs a day. But let's begin reading in Proverbs 8. I'll read down a few verses, and then I'm going to skip around there just a little bit in Proverbs 8. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Does not wisdom call, and understanding lift up her voice on the top of the heights beside the way? Let me pause here and say, it was on the top of Mount Sinai that the law was given to Moses. And it was Christ on the Mount of Beatitudes that instructed his followers. We know of other mountaintop experiences in Scripture. But at the beginning of verse 2, on the top of heights beside the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the door, she cries out, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence, and O fools, understand wisdom. Beginning of verse 6, listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things, for my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge." Take my instruction and not silver, and acknowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, will dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. What a great word of hope. Skip down to verse 32 of Proverbs 8. Now, therefore, O sons, here he says again, listen to me. For blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates and waiting at my doorpost. For he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself, and all those who hate me love death. Father, I ask that you would bless the reading and the preaching of your word today. Meet us at the point of our need. If there are those here today that need direction, I ask, Lord, that they would seek you and that they would hear from you regarding decisions that need to be made. Whatever the need may be in our lives today, Father, for the young couple, for the older adult, Father, take us as we are. That's the only way we can come and speak to us. We're waiting to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. During my time at Gardner-Webb, I graduated in 1996, I received some great academic instruction. But I would like to say that just as much uh, that I may have learned academically, I learned far more about life, about people, and about myself. 
I'm thankful for the great professors and people who chiseled away at me to help me to grow in paths, some of which I didn't necessarily maybe uh, discover or, or need to know at first that I needed to grow, but quickly discovered, okay, I'm not, I'm not as good as I think I am. I'm not as, uh, uh, you know, I, I learned, like, again, so much about other people, so much about relationships and about myself. One of the things that was pointed out by someone who happened to be a close friend, who happened to be a girl, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. While I was at Garden Web, told me as we were getting to know each other that I was not the best listener. <laughs> well, man, that got me a little bit. Nobody ever told me that before. Um, who is she to think? You know, but we had the kind of relationship where I took it. I took it. And I thought about it. I didn't get mad about it, but I took it. You know, sometimes people say things to correct us. And uh, I heard say, and I think there's a proverb about this, a word fitly spoken or something like that. But, you know, the, the right thing spoken at the right time can have a great impact on us. A lot of times we want to say, what we say is the right thing, but it's not at the right time. Amen. But the right time and the right words can have a great impact. This had an impact on me. Now, from that point forward, I still wasn't perfect in the area of listening, but it awakened in me the sense that, hmm, why am I not the best listener? Do I think that whatever I have to say is more important? Uh, am I, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. But it awakened in me this knowledge of, okay, this is something that I need to work on. Well, I found a list this week. Let me ask you, how are you at listening? Are you a good listener? Now, husbands and wives don't be elbowing each other too much right now. Um, but I've improved in this area, but there's still much room for improvement. I want to uh, ask you these questions. Do you sometimes when you're listening, since you think about four times faster than a person usually talks, do you use this time to think about other things while you're keeping track of the conversation? I think that goes on a lot in many of our homes. Do you listen primarily for facts rather than ideas when someone is speaking? Do you avoid listening to things you feel will be too difficult to understand? Can you tell a person's appearance and delivery that there won't be anything worthwhile said? <laughs> um, when someone is talking to you, do you appear to be paying attention when you're not? I think that's also a very common thing. So you cannot listen objectively. When listening, are you distracted by outside sights and sounds? I'm sure if we were to ask many husbands and wives, they could come up with other questions. Uh, as we have mentioned some that seem to be very common, and I'm sure many of you could mention more. What if I told you when it comes to listening to the voice of God, to go out to the corner of 150 and Main Street here in Bowling Springs and listen to what God has to say? You probably think I'm crazy. That's okay. You wouldn't be the first one. Uh, or to the corner of 74 and Shelby, uh, or Shel is it South DeKalb Street? Right there where Shelby High School is. Is that South DeKalb Street? What if I told you to go to that corner and listen to what God has to say? Again, you would most likely think I'm crazy. This seems to go against what we say often at church, which is also true in the sense that we need time alone with God in quiet meditation, uh, whether that be simply with us in his word, whether that be with us in a praise song, whether that be in, in, in uh, singing a song at home by ourselves, whatever that might look like, taking a, a walk into nature and just some of you feel really connected to God when you're there in nature, whatever that might look like, we're told to spend time alone 
in quiet and silent meditation. I referenced that in my prayer, and I would encourage each of us to do that. However, Proverbs 8 challenges each of us this morning to listen to God's voice in the midst of the intersections, in the midst of the pathways and the roads of life. If you'll look back again at, at, chapter, at the beginning of chapter 8, it says, it, it mentions the mountaintop, which we talked about, but then it, at the end, uh, second half of verse 2, wisdom, she cries out, she says, where the paths meet, she takes her stand, besides the gates, at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out. It gives us the, the picture here of busy intersections. It gives us the, the, the picture here of places we don't typically think of when we think of the Lord speaking. It is interesting that the only possible quiet place mentioned in verse 2 is the heights of the mountaintop. But all the others are in the midst of the busy crossroads beside the city gates. She offers her guidance. Wisdom makes herself known in the everyday experiences of those who are listening. Let me say that again. Wisdom makes herself known in the everyday experiences of those who are listening. You don't simply have to remain in that state of quiet meditation. We have lives to live. We have jobs to go to. We have children to feed. We have errands to run. We have ball games to attend. We have grandchildren to visit and to prepare for. Many ignore her cries, but those who listen find themselves experiencing a new understanding of God and enjoy a fresh encounter with Him. Another sermon title today could be called Finding Wisdom at First in Maine or Finding Wisdom at the Busy Intersections of Life. She calls out at work, at school, with friends, in the busy places, in everyday places, or in any place where there are people. Her calls are also not limited to people of one race or nation or socioeconomic level or political persuasion. But her voice can be heard by all. Her call is not based on what she expects men to do for her. She summons them because of what she can do for them. She wants to offer you and us more if we will only listen and heed her voice. Wisdom is personified as a person here in Proverbs 8. We can only see how Jesus fits this description of wisdom as well. I couldn't help but be reminded when, when I was preparing for this and thinking of, of busyness. I was reminded when I was in the Holy Land with a group from Garden Web back in 99 or 2000 that um, uh, we were standing there at Golgotha and I could see the place that was often mentioned in, in pictures or where I could, I've seen in pictures that's called Golgotha, the place of the skull, and I could see that. And there was someone there, and I don't know if it happened on the top or on the bottom, but there were some who believed that it could have happened on the bottom. But I think it's interesting, or the bottom of the mountain there, where people could have easily walked by and spat upon him and, and, and ridiculed him even more. But what is interesting now is in that place now in Jerusalem is the city bus station for the city of Jerusalem, one of the busiest places in that city. I wonder how many today at that place and in other busy places hear wisdom's voice. This proverb, chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 8, reminds us that wisdom's voice, the origin of wisdom's voice is, is, is in God. In verse 22, it says, The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. From everlasting I was established. From the beginning, the earliest times of the earth, 
Verse 23, again, it says from everlasting. Verses 23 through 30 talk about before all things were created, wisdom was present. The teaching of wisdom's voice. Verses 5 and 12 speak of prudence. Verses 5 and 14 speak of understanding. Other verses speak of excellent things. It uh, speaks, uh, wisdom's voice speaks truth. A hatred of wickedness is repeated throughout this chapter. Of righteousness, what it means to be holy and pure. God, give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Help us not lift our souls to another. Lyrics of a praise song. Wisdom gives us knowledge. Or does knowledge give us wisdom? Scripture, the Proverbs talk about knowledge leads to wisdom. Wisdom also gives us a spirit of discretion. It also develops within us a fear of the Lord. She also asks leaders to look to and trust in her. Look again at verses 15 and 16. It says, By me, meaning by wisdom, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who judge rightly. Wisdom, wisdom calls out to leaders, and leaders look to her for help. I read something this week that says, If wisdom's voice is needed anywhere today, it is needed by those who sit in places of authority. If you are in a place of authority, at your work, or even in your home with children, are you listening to wisdom's voice? Are you surrounding yourself with Scripture, with the things that lead you to hear wisdom's voice? Are there some things that you need to eliminate from your life so that you can better hear wisdom's voice? Do you have that time of silent meditation? We're talking about hearing God in a couple different ways today, but do you have that time? That time is very important, very special to me. But also, those times when wisdom speaks in the midst of running errands, in the midst of a visit, in the midst of pastoral responsibilities, in the midst of family responsibilities, in the midst of a move that is continuing throughout the summer, I'm finding out. <laughs> um, those of you who saw last night, or if you saw anything on Facebook, um, I was still in King last night, stayed in King, left there at 6.30 this morning. So, and so things are almost finally here. There's only just a few small things there in the house right now. And so uh, that, that is continuing. But going back to leadership, let me get, off, get on, back on track here. Um, are we listening to wisdom's voice? If you're a leader, it's important. Pray for wisdom's voice to be heard by leaders in our community. I want to thank you for your prayers for me in these first three, four weeks, month here at Bowling Springs Baptist. I have felt those prayers. I covet those prayers. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, this week, I, I posted something that referred to, to hearing or feeling God's presence, even in the midst of some unanswered questions that I was dealing with this week on something. But I, I, I'm serious when I say that I'm feeling your prayers as I begin this new ministry here as your pastor at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. If you haven't been praying for me, continue to pray for me as I will be praying for you and for our future together. Let's also be praying not only for leaders in our community, but for leaders in our state, for leaders in our nation. Now more than ever, must we all listen to wisdom's voice. The value in listening to wisdom's voice, verse 18 speaks of it yields riches and honor. Verse 19 is greater than gold or silver. 
That seems to be a running theme throughout Proverbs, that having this knowledge and this wisdom is greater than anything this world could ever give us. Verses 32 and 34, it talks about listening once again, and it says the wise are blessed. Verse 35, it says, blessed is the man who listens to me. And it references finding life later in that passage. Those who find me find life, and they don't squander life. This wisdom is something to look for and to wait for expectantly, as we read in verse 34. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorpost. If we're watching and we're waiting, we're going to hear wisdom's voice. If we're eliminating clutter, if we're eliminating the distractions and the things that would lead us away from hearing wisdom's voice, if we're eliminating those things and we're watching and we're waiting, you will hear wisdom's voice. To to miss or to simply choose not to listen to wisdom's call is debilitating and will lead to death. Verse 36, but he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. She is trying to speak to us today. She's trying to speak to you, mother, father, child, youth, middle-aged adult, older adult, categories that I haven't mentioned. He's trying to speak to us all. Are we listening this morning to wisdom's voice? Are we listening in the midst of taking the kids to the summer camp or to the pool or on vacation or running errands, the, the grocery store, whatever it may be? He desires to speak in those quiet times, but he also desires to speak at the intersections and at the crossroads. Father, we thank you for speaking to us in many different ways. We thank you that uh, a relationship with you is not null and void and, and lifeless, but Father, we're thankful for your word that gives us life, and we're thankful for your spirit that gives us life. Lord, it's easy to do the things that are always mapped out, but the harder thing to do is to follow your spirit, is to follow your leading, is to follow wisdom's voice. Teach us more about what that means as leaders in our homes, in our communities, at our places of work. Teach us more about what that means here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Father, give us wisdom. You tell us in James to ask for it, and it will be given. And so, Father, this morning... We ask in Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and you desire church membership, you're welcome. If you're here today and desire prayer, if you, I would be happy to pray with you. You can pray at the altar. You can pray there in your pew. Let's respond and listen to that wisdom's voice, not only now, but in the week ahead. 281, which is speak to my heart, Lord Jesus. 281. Let's stand, please.
Father, thank you for speaking. And Lord, give us hearts and minds that are open to listen this week to what you are saying. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the worship service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church, located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.